It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor at 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your weekend. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are the hottest team in the association right now. Winners of seven straight Right behind them, the Toronto Raptors, winners of five straight. And they're 11-1 on the year. But Oklahoma City, middle of the pack in the standings. They are fourth place right now in the Western Conference. But I do want to point out something. And this is what we're going to talk about in the first segment. For as great as last night was, and for as good as it was to see the Thunder win without Russell Westbrook, We're not that far removed from the Thunder being on a four-game losing streak. And we'll take a look at the upcoming schedule and just how quickly things can go one way or the other in the NBA. Speaking of Russell Westbrook, we have an update on his status. We'll at least tell you what the game notes say, and that doesn't mean that his status won't change between now and tip-off of the game with the Dallas Mavericks. We'll hear from Paul George in segment number one talking about his night. Paul, not an incredible night shooting, but an excellent night on defense, leading the way uh, for Oklahoma City with six steals. In segment number two, we'll talk about the end of Carmelo Anthony's career because it's coming sooner rather than later, and I'm to the point now where I would be very surprised if Carmelo Anthony finished out the year with the Houston Rockets. I'm sure they need him now, but I think by the time the trading deadline rolls around, they won't need Carmelo Anthony anymore, and it may be sooner than that. But how do we quantify Carmelo Anthony's career? What can we really say about him? What category does he fall into? Plus, we'll talk about Raymond Felton, who came off the bench last night again, playing some quality minutes for Oklahoma City. Billy Donovan will talk about 
how Raymond Felton is the consummate professional, keeps himself going. Raymond Felton, we'll talk about the win streak, plus coming off the bench, how difficult it is to have played significant minutes and now accept another role. And then we will wrap things up, and I will tell you why the Dallas Mavericks and the Oklahoma City Thunder are not a rivalry, and it has nothing to do with the Thunder and a lot to do with the Dallas Mavericks. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name is Eric G. I've covered the Thunder now for five years. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I also work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK here in Oklahoma City. If you like what you hear, I would ask that you go to the Locked on Thunder website or go to LockedOnPodcast.com. And you can get all the Locked On podcasts there. Subscribe on Apple iTunes. Subscribe via LockedOnPodcast.com. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Russell Westbrook's status for tomorrow night's game against the Dallas Mavericks, or I guess maybe tonight's game, depending on when you happen to be listening to this podcast, is he's out. That's according to the game notes. Russell Westbrook will not play tomorrow. It will be Dennis Schroeder getting a start for the Oklahoma City Thunder yet again. And according to Mark Folliwell, who happens to be the television voice for the Dallas Mavericks, that may be the worst thing in the world for the Dallas Mavericks and one of the best things to be happening to the Oklahoma City Thunder because Dennis Schroeder is averaging 19 points per game on 53% shooting when he plays against the Dallas Mavericks. So no, you will not see Russ tomorrow night, or you may not see Russ tomorrow night, but you're going to get a Dennis Schroeder who is licking his chops to play this Dallas Mavericks team just simply because he's had so much success against the Mavericks throughout his entire career. Thunder now winners of seven straight. They're 7-4 and four on the year, and uh, just a game and a half now behind the Portland Trailblazers for that third spot in the Western Conference, just two and a half behind Golden State, who got shellacked, absolutely just wiped out last night by the Milwaukee Bucks. And congratulations again to Mr. St. Clair for calling out the Bucks, who are now second in the Eastern Conference and sitting there with a 9-2 and record. But Thunder last night win, moved to seven straight, um, a lot of good in that in that game last night. First and foremost, one Paul George playing excellent defense, leading the way with six steals, and doing his part. Even if he did not have that great a night shooting last night, and Paul George didn't have a good night shooting, he may have scored twenty points, but it wasn't one of those games that uh, you would write home about if you were Paul George. In fact. Um, His shooting percentage last night left a lot to be desired. George going 7 of 21 from the field, 3 of 11 from beyond the arc. Um, But still 11 rebounds, 6 steals. Can't complain too much about that. Here is Paul George last night after the game on his performance. Uh, I mean, again, it's just defense. Uh, Defense, only thing I can, you know, put a a finger on is is just our defense. It's, It's just been solid. Um, you know, it's always easy when we can get stops, get turnovers, and turn them into offense. Um, you know, when we don't uh, and we get a little stagnant, that's when, um, you know, Russ is usually putting us in spots and, and you know, kind of breaking down the other team's defense. But uh, for the most part, when we get stops and turnovers, we're out running and, and we're trying to create some easy offense. Paul, it seemed like 
for lack of a better word, it seemed like you had a lot of control tonight of the game, just whether you were making plays on offense or kind of dictating things defensively. Do you feel that when you're out there? Did it feel that way tonight? Yeah. You know, I, 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 that's where I try to really uh, bring the most is on the defensive end. Um, you know, whether it's talking about coverages or um, kind of dictating and, and, and putting guys in spots that I, I, I know what they're running or what they're in. Um, that's just what it, what it comes down to. I try to manipulate, um, you know, matchups that uh, we can really take advantage of. So, um, you know, that's my job. That's what that's what I bring and, and, and going to continue to bring to this team. Steven Adams, another great game for Oklahoma City last night. And there was a point in the third quarter where Jeremy Grant kind of took over the game. He got hot. Terrence Ferguson had another great game for Oklahoma City. And we're hearing less complaints about Terrence Ferguson finally, um, even though the calls for Hamadou Diallo to start at the two guard are still there more people are sort of finding their way to the Terrence Ferguson bandwagon. But let me point something out. For as great as Oklahoma City is, we're not that far removed from that four-game losing streak that the Thunder started on this year. And just looking ahead to the schedule, you've got three very winnable games coming up for Oklahoma City when you take on Dallas tomorrow night. Oklahoma City should win that one. Dallas, terrible team. You follow that up with the Suns at home and the Knicks at home. Another couple of winnable games. And then you go out on the road. And this is where things get tricky. And this is why you've got to be very careful about how you're investing your fan stock when we're talking about NBA teams. Because then there are three games with Phoenix, whom you will have seen for the third time this year, at Phoenix, followed by Sacramento and Golden State, Two teams that you're lost to, and now you're playing them out on the road on the West Coast. And while none of these games are back-to-back, they're not separated by much more than a night. So enjoy the win streak now for what it is with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But just remember, it wouldn't take too much to happen for the Thunder to go on a losing streak. And no Russell Westbrook tomorrow night, sure, plays well for Dennis Schroeder, who's good against the Mavs. But the Thunder certainly need Russell Westbrook back. They need their full allotment of players if they're going to be able to continue this march that they're on right now. And I was noticing last night's game for as good as the defense was. And I I don't want to sit here and poo-poo the defense and bring up the fact that the Thunder had a four-game losing streak. But there were a lot of open looks, a lot of really good looks that the Houston Rockets were getting last night. And the ball just didn't go in the basket. And that's part of the problem with Oklahoma City's defense is Paul George can talk about defense. The Thunder can stress defense all they want. But we've seen way too many teams just not take advantage of the opportunities that they're given. And remember what happened in that game with the Boston Celtics. The Celtics kept getting open looks. They kept getting to the rim. They kept having these opportunities that they just weren't converting on. And the Thunder didn't deny them those opportunities all night long, and eventually the Celtics seized upon it. So don't be surprised if when the Thunder play the Rockets again, if the Rockets get these looks, they start knocking down some of those shots. Um, Last night, just for the Thunder, things are going about as well as they could in the win category, but there's still so many things for this team to improve on. I... They're by they're in by they're by no means even remotely close to being the team that they want to be. They're not even playing the style 
that they want to play right now. And for Houston, I think it's a matter of that team looking more lost than it was sometimes necessarily things that the Thunder were doing right. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we're witnessing the end of this guy's career. So how do we put Carmelo Anthony's career in a box? Well, we'll attempt to next on Locked on Thunder. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked on Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Locked on Sooners is out now as well, and you can get Locked on Sooners as well as Locked on Thunder at LockedOnPodcast.com. Also, Google, Stitcher, Alexa, and Spotify, both part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are witnessing the end of Carmelo Anthony's career. I think that was pretty apparent last night. Melo, two points in that game, and that came off a goal 10. And without the goal 10, Melo probably has his return to Oklahoma City, and walks away with zero points. On a side note, the cheer for Carmelo Anthony wasn't near as loud as I expected it to be. I mean, it was just like, yay, Carmelo's back, and boom, that was it. I look With all the nice things he said about Oklahoma City, saying pretty much that it just didn't work, that he liked Russell Westbrook, liked the organization, liked the fans... I thought there'd be a more enthusiastic cheer for Carmelo Anthony, but it was more just like, hey, you're back. Now let's get on with the game. And watching him come off the bench and play with Houston last night, I mean, the guy, it's not that he doesn't try hard. There's just something completely off about his shot. He's still jacking up shots for, he still has that tendency to jack up shots when when he feels like he's under pressure and has to get something going. And just looking at his shooting percentage from this year to last year, honestly, his shooting percentage is up. His field goal percentage is up from last year. But his three-point percentage is way down from, from where it was last season. And I would be surprised, really surprised, if Carmelo Anthony made it through the rest of the year with the Houston Rockets. Um, if they don't get rid of him around the trade deadline or here in the next few weeks, that would probably be one of the more surprising moves or one of the most surprising moves that we've seen in the NBA all season long because the guy just he can't contribute anymore. And for Carmelo Anthony, as much as I love him and respect him and felt very lucky to have him here in Oklahoma City for a year 
and enjoyed talking to him. His production just isn't there. And this is another this is another one of those trades where Sam Presti, I, I, you can't say that he necessarily got over. You can't go that far because Houston was just taking Carmelo Anthony to get rid of him. And you got to say it was smart, though, because he was able to turn Carmelo into Dennis Schroeder. But the, the Hawks had no interest in Melo. They were getting rid of him to get rid of him so they could clear cap space and start building for next year. But the Rockets pick him up. Get rid of Trevor Ariza. They're sub 500. They're absolutely lost. And I can't think they'll stay lost for the rest of the season. But the longer they let Carmelo Anthony hang on, the worse it is for that team. And I hate saying that about the guy. But the truth of the matter is, is that Carmelo Anthony has probably played his last few games in the NBA. I mean, maybe there's some team out there that would take him on just because they're looking for somebody with some star attraction, but I think I'm thinking if I'm Carmelo Anthony, now's the time to bolt, go overseas, go to China, where I'm going to be a big star. And uh, after the game, Carmelo Anthony again, who saw Russell Westbrook, and those guys were dapping it up last night. Saw Paul George. Everybody seems to be getting along. Carmelo Anthony talked about that, and well, what Houston has to do to turn things around. We were just happy to see each other. I mean, it's this love. It's it's, it's it's a genuine friendship. It's, it's it's a bond that we created, you know, last year. And when you when you put the time in and put the work in with a group of guys, it's, it's hard to um, kind of overlook that. It's that that friendship that we created last year uh, is real. And it's, there's nothing fake about that. You know, some of you guys have mentioned the spirit, the spirit, and that. How do you improve the spirit? I mean, when I say spirit, I, I, the way that we, when we miss shots and, you know, open shots and take shots and just miss it, not shooting well, it's not in the flow, it's not in the rhythm, that can get your, that can get your spirit down. Because you try so hard to get it back uh, on, on the other end and then they score and you got to come back and the bases. You know, so it's a lot that goes into kind of just being and having your spirit down. And I don't know how to quantify Carmelo Anthony's career because he's a Hall of Famer and he's a guy that is famous and had some good years with the Knicks and some great years with the Denver Nuggets never led a team to a championship but a lot of times that I think championships are overrated because that has just as much to do with your front office as it does your star player but ultimately when it comes to Carmelo Anthony he's in that I think he's in that He's better than Charles Barkley, better player than Charles Barkley ever was, but sort of in that echelon of guys that we will mention, the Carl Malone type players. Again, essentially great players to play, but not win a championship. Um, but certainly a Hall of Fame career, has a ton of fans, but I think he's a guy that still believes he's got value, and maybe his value no longer is in the NBA, but it's it's someplace overseas. His former teammate in Oklahoma City and in New York, Raymond Felton played some significant minutes last night, and Ray has had to accept a, a new role with uh, Dennis Schroeder coming into this team, and uh, he's been able to, for now four games this year, probably get more minutes than maybe he thought he'd get at the beginning of the year, and look, for as much as Raymond's not playing, Billy Donovan is definitely appreciative of everything Raymond Felton has to bring to this organization. Raymond's always kept himself ready. I mean, here he comes into a situation where, you know, the first two games he's, he's out there, he's playing in a rotation, and then Russell comes back and Schroeder's 
backing up Russell and he doesn't play for several games. And it's very, very easy to, you know, not keep yourself ready and prepared to play. And then Russell goes down and you know what? Raymond has worked really, really hard. I mean, I don't take him for granted at all for a couple of reasons. One, he's a constant professional, comes to work every single day. He's about the team. He's really good with the guys leadership-wise. And, um, and he keeps himself ready and pulled upon. And he knows how to run a team and you know manipulate the game and get guys involved. And I thought he did a good job tonight. There was times he got a little bit stagnant with that second unit, but there were some times that he got downhill and drove the ball and made some things happen. And, you know, him going five to not five for nine tonight was helpful for our team, but I think that's more of a reflection of his character and who he is the guy. And for Raymond Felton, um, because of the role that he's t taken on the last few years as an NBA player, that pill is a lot easier to swallow for him than it is a guy for Carmelo Anthony, but I'm sure it's still not easy. You go from being a starting point guard to a bench player to now a guy that sees very limited minutes. I mean, that's there's writing on the wall there for Raymond Felton. You know the career is coming to an end at some point, but if you can hang around, you can contribute to a team, you can still make a really good living doing this, which has got to be one of the motivating factors for anyone to come back. But if you're still enjoying it, even though you're not getting to play the way that you do, that says something about your love and your passion for the game, which I ultimately think Raymond Felton has. And here is Raymond on the Thunder winning seven straight, the differences and uh, what his year's been like. Playing together, playing together, trusting one another, having each other's back, you know, just giving everything we got. You personally, Ray, what's what's this year been like for you? you last year you played a lot of significant minutes, this year not as much, right. and now you get to come back in. So how how has the adjustment been for you this season? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy when you want to be out there and you want to play and want to have your teammates, but at the same time, you know, I'm a professional. I've been in the league 14 years. I've played 35 minutes, 38 minutes a game. I've did my time, you know what I'm saying? So at this point, you know, just playing my role and doing whatever it takes for this team to win. And that's me sitting out the whole game, or that's me playing 13, 14 minutes like tonight, you know, I do what I got to do. And it's not that Raymond Felton's not useful. I mean, he is a coach. He's there on the bench. He's going to constantly construct guys. So just because we're not seeing him get in the minutes does not mean that his role on the Oklahoma City Thunder isn't important. I think he plays a very big factor on this team. And for that, he probably, one, gets to stick around for the rest of the year. But two, he's a guy that certainly has earned his way to being very valuable on this team. And that's uh, th those kind of things that uh, those are kind of things that Sam Presti and Billy Donovan certainly remember. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, I'll explain why the Mavs and the Thunder have really never been a rivalry. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. 
Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We've also got another episode of Locked On Sooners out now. Both can be found at LockedOnPodcast.com and at Google, Stitcher, Alexa, and Spotify. The Locked On Podcast Network is your team every day. Raise your hand if you hate Mark Cuban. And he said some really rotten things about Oklahoma City. Tried to say that Russell Westbrook wasn't a superstar. Yeah, yeah, no one here in Oklahoma City really likes Mark Cuban. Now, I do. I mean, despite what he has said about Oklahoma City and Russell Westbrook, I have a tremendous amount of respect for the guy because he was devoted enough to help the Mavericks win the championship. But, yeah, Mark Cuban, for the most part, part, while not public enemy number one the way that Kevin Durant or even Patrick Beverly is, I would say Mark Cuban is probably in the top five most hated sports figures by Oklahoma City Thunder fans. That being said, his team is unhateable. You cannot hate the da- It's impossible to hate the Dallas Mavericks. It just is. Even if you're the most diehard San Antonio Spurs fan, You're going to have bigger problems with the Houston Rockets because they've always been a bigger threat to you than what the Dallas Mavericks has. Yeah, there were a few years where the Mavericks were a bit of a challenger, but the Spurs always came out on top. Even here in Oklahoma City, when the Mavericks knocked the the Oklahoma City Thunder out of the playoffs, the Thunder have since got the better of them. The Thunder actually, in the Oklahoma City Thunder era, have a winning record over the Dallas Mavericks. And when I think about the Dallas Mavericks, yes, I do think about Mark Cuban. And I think about Dirk Nowitzki. But mostly what I think about is Derek Harper dribbling out the ball during the Western Conference Finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. If you haven't seen it, go back, YouTube it. Derek Harper forgets forgets how much time there is on the clock. And also, actually, just forget how much time there is on the clock. He forgets that it's a tie ball game. And the Mavericks need to score to win. He forgets it's a tie ball game, dribbles out the clock. I think of Mark Mark Aguirre getting traded to the Detroit Pistons for Adrian Dantley. I think of the three Jays being an absolute joke because of Tony Braxton and everything else. I think of just years and years of futility. And then there's this nice, shiny championship that's just there, but the Mavericks never built on it. You went to the, you, if you're the Dallas Mavericks, okay, you've been to the NBA Finals twice, you won one, but you've never even remotely come close to being a dynasty. And for the most part, you've never been as much fun to watch as the Oklahoma City Thunder because your best superstar Your best stars in the history of the Dallas Mavericks. One, Dirk Nowitzki. Okay, fun player to watch. And I'll give you Steve. I'll give you Steve Nash. Jason Kidd, not bad. Jimmy Jackson, Jamal Mashburn, Rolando Blackman, Brad Davis, Mark Aguirre. 
Those are it. Yeah, I will take Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Paul George, James Harden. I'll take all those guys over anybody whom the Mavericks have had in their career as far as being way more entertaining to watch. The Mavs are just another, they're just another franchise. That's all they are in Dallas. Yes, it's a big market, but other than that, yeah. They're really nothing to get excited about year in, year out. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. I thank you so much for joining us. Coming up on Monday, we'll be back at it talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder getting ready for the Phoenix Suns and the New York Knicks and an interesting road trip ahead with the Kings, the Warriors, and the Suns. It's all right here on Locked on Thunder. And until Monday, everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.